Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Have Failed With Me, Sam Vader. Now to start, I suppose I need to apologise that it's been so long since the uh, since the last episode. Before Christmas I was caught up, I had sort of loads of uh, university deadlines, so I had to get those done. Then obviously over Christmas, after the last year we had, I was just trying, I think, trying to get morale and family spirit up um, as much as I could, considering uh, certain things that happened just in general and obviously within the family last year just trying to really keep things up and then as Christmas passed sort of just letting it all simmer down getting settled into the new year so I said I'll take a little bit of a keep the break going for a bit just simmer into the new year and then just as a I was about to record last week um or yeah it'll be last week for you um I'm recording a bit earlier than usual because uh, I finally found a place mentally where I can get this out, so I decided to do it. Um, yeah, uh, got some got some more bad news, um, but that's enough about me, my personal life. That's it's not what you're here for at the moment. Um, so, yep. But obviously, before we got on with the episode proper, I will do the normal thing in saying that Black Lives Matter is still a very important cause to us here at Sigil Arts, um, and it it's gained a lot of traction. I think again. Recently, more so than it had in recent months, it seemed to have come back a little bit, but still not enough. So using things such as the hashtag BLM, hashtag Black Lives Matter on social media to keep the conversation going and keep the fight for equality coming forward is definitely um, definitely needed at the moment. And obviously go to www.blacklivesmatter.com where you can find out ways to support monetarily and non-monetarily and make sure the conversation keeps happening until we do find equality for everyone and weirdly enough the talk of equality and prejudice is actually quite important with with the topic that I'm going to talk about today and I say today as if there's not going to be a bonus episode I, I can almost guarantee there'll be a you have failed some more on Saturday because uh, the show that I'm talking about today is tv show um I've fallen in love with it um literally just completely fallen in love with it it's without a doubt I mean this might spoil the end of the episode whether it's failed or not but this is without the doubt the best tv show i have ever watched in my life yeah i've got more nostalgia attached to others that i'd probably say are my favorites in terms of plot depth and character this is the best tv show i ever watched in my entire life i've fallen in love with it so much and uh that is attack on titan uh a titan in the anime world and just mainstream as well i think i put off watching it for so long um because I don't know why I never watched season one, but then I found out about the four year gap between season season one and two. And uh, I was like, yeah, nah, um, I'm not going to start watching a show and then I have to wait four years between each series. But then when I found out season four was coming out this year, I quickly, I decided, you know what, let's get on it. I saw season one was on Netflix. So I thought, you know what, let's give it a try. And um, yeah, no, I fell in love with it to the point where I then immediately went out and bought the box sets for season one through three. And then binge watch the whole thing because honestly, it's I can't get over how incredible it is, and I know I'm going to need a bonus episode to talk about it because I've got so much to talk about. Like you know, I've got so much to talk about with just some of the characters, let alone the plot and how clever the plot is and the writing is and the music and oh my god, everything is so good. And I think a good starting place is to say, by the way, spoilers, because. I'm currently up to date with the anime, and I have 
uh, dabbled in a bit of the manga as well because I was that engrossed with it. I couldn't, I couldn't wait. Um, I'm still going to watch the anime, obviously, because it's incredible. Um, but yeah, it's I've, I've dabbled in some of the the manga. I haven't read the whole thing, but I've popped in, so I know roughly what's going on. The main reason is because I had some predictions about what I think. Even from season one, I, I was like, mm, "This might be going a certain way," and uh, looking at how this is all ending up. I was actually right, which is quite impress- impressive considering I worked that out at season one, which I think is personally the weakest season. It's The pacing isn't great in season one, I will admit. You know, you go from the first to second episode, you've got a five-year time gap. Then you've got later on in the season, five episodes spent with them like, riding horses through the woods. And it's like, mm, not so sure. But the pacing aside, season one is very good, very strong, sets up the mystery. Right, let's get on to, I was going to talk about uh, particular characters first, but, um, but I'm going to mention this. So the brilliance of episode one, right, is is in the whole basement storyline, right? So obviously that is something that doesn't then get answered till season three. But subconsciously, from episode one itself, you know that... What was I say? Yeah, you know that you're going to be satisfied with the answer because what they do is in that first episode they have two sort of mysteries that then get revealed so you start with Erin having the dreams and seeing things happening and that gets paid off in the end of the first episode and the titans break down the walls so that mystery and reward gets shown in the first episode so you feel confident that yeah these guys can pull off that that mystery that you're willing to stick around to find out what is in that basement um, which is obviously a big driving force for the show and the first three seasons that then leads into the fourth season. As I say, this is going to be major spoilers. I'm not going to say specifically what's in the basement, but when I start talking about season four and stuff and about the prejudice and everything going on, you're going to learn a bit more about the world than you would have done if you're not up to date, especially if you haven't got to season three yet. Um, season two is where it really picks up. I think it starts focusing on more of the side characters and everyone starts becoming a main character. Captain Levi weirdly takes a seat back, but his seal is just awesome. Commander Irvin, absolutely fantastic. Obviously you learn more about Berthold and Reiner. Obviously. Um once again I'm not gonna explicitly say why just yet. But um it's a big reveal, let's put it that way. And um yeah and obviously even Armin gets a Bit of an arc, Mikasa, um, Hanez, that was fucking awful. That was, yeah, you can understand why Erin got pissed off there. Um, and yeah, you start focusing on them and then the story gets a lot more intricate. Like at the end of season one, once again, this is a massive spoiler. When you find out there are fucking titans inside the walls, like making the walls. And you're like, what the fuck? So mystery starts going again. Uh, you find out, obviously, there's now a beast titan that can talk. And it's clearly another intelligent one. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Titans start moving at night, and you find out Ymir is a titan. And then season three, Jesus Christ, you've got the whole first arc where you find out a lot of the secrets. Uh, that, yeah, the walls are made of titans, the royal family, the titans transforming. Um, I'm trying not to go into it too much without, go- whilst also going into it, because I want to encourage you to watch it, but this is very spoiler-heavy. Um, so obviously if you don't care about spoilers, you can obviously keep, Keep listening um, and then watch it later anyway. But spoilers are a big thing to you. Honestly, thank you so much for listening. But I'd recommend not and catching up with Attack on Titan then listening because I don't want to spoil any of this shit for you. Because um, it's brilliant if you do want to watch it and not be spoiled. 
But yeah, it's so so incredible. And then the second arc of season three is absolutely fucking fantastic. And that's why originally this section that I'm gonna do now was gonna be about Commander Irvin actually and his brilliant speeches and how you know he quickly became one of my favourite characters, probably at the time before season four came out, probably second to Captain Levi. Um But then season four came out and well in season four Reiner took a massive leap up my lists, definitely in the top three. But then season four, episode five came out, and obviously that's the most recent one. And then a bit very... A character who I never would have ever thought would be in my top three, let alone potentially my favourite character, suddenly became incredible. And that is uh, Eren Jaeger himself, the main character. Now... In season one to three, he's very much sort of the angsty, edgy teen, just angry all the time. I'm going to kill all the Titans. And yeah, don't get me wrong. I had hints that from the very beginning that he was going to go to extreme lengths to achieve his goals, which I'll get to in a minute. I don't want to tread on my own feet with what I want to say about him. Um, and I'm, yeah, I when I say the word rumbling, which was obviously hinted at in episode five, but then manga spoilers yeah 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 Aaron. nice job i had a feeling he was going to go i obviously i didn't know that's how he was going to go about uh achieving his his very specific goal that i will get onto in a minute um a very genuine goal though it's not evil um but once again i'm treading my own feet um I knew he was going to go there, but I didn't realise that's how he was going to do it. But I always thought, I still wouldn't like him through it. I would be like, oh, you know, I get why he's doing it. He's a lot of trauma, a lot's gone on in his life. And, you know, he, he's got this goal that he's clung to since he was a child. His, his birthright. But, almost a birthright. He sees it as almost a birthright. Anyway, um, but I didn't expect, I think, it's not until season four when he's now an adult. And all that teen angst and edge is scraped away that you see who he really is. You see his real personality. You see Eren Jaeger for who he really is. And you realise that he is without a doubt, and I never thought I would have said this after watching season one, two, and three, without a doubt, one of the best written characters in all of fiction, right? He, he's a genius of a character. You know, it. I can't... He's fantastic. He... Right, this is where I can start not treading my feet and get to the point. So he's a character who, as he has said himself in the conversation with Reiner, will keep moving forward. That is that scene, which was basically the whole episode really of him having that chat with Reiner in that basement season four, episode five was incredible where he basically says to Reiner, you know, like none of this is personal anymore. I don't want to kill you. I don't hate you. I've got nothing personal against you but I've got to keep moving forward just like you. And he says to Rhino, he was like, you know, what, what we, why did you break down those walls all those years ago? And it gets to the point where Rhino admits that it was his own selfish reasons. Yeah. He'd been told to, he'd been done on a mission. He'd been told that that was his way to save the world. And that's all well and good. He was trying to save the world. But at the end of the day, after Marcel got eaten, uh, Annie and Bertolt tried to turn back and say, no, we're just going to retreat and whatever. Whereas, Rhino was that desperate to get some sort of respect, appreciation for his family and for himself, 
that he went forward with the mission. He basically admitted to Eren, he's like, me, I'm the reason your mother was eaten by a titan. And Eren just reacts and goes, yeah, we're the same. You know, and especially because Eren has now been living in Mali for four years, he has lived with the people that he plans to kill for four years, a bit like Reiner did. He lived on Paradis for years pretending to be a soldier um, with these people that he knew he would have to kill to achieve his goal. Um, they're two sides of the same coin, both of them. But Reiner, whilst he was doing it, I suppose, for his own sort of self-preservation, his respect, and obviously it was drilled into him, that was how he would save the world. Eren, his motives are different. Once again, at this point, he thinks this is his only way to save his world. But his motive is different, and that's where the two do fall apart. Because as Eren says to Falco uh, the episode before, or a few manga chapters before, it's Falco, yeah. I've, I've almost said Flock, but it's not Flock, it is Falco. Um, as he's talking to Falco, he goes, you know, the people who choose to move forward do so because they see something beyond the hell they're in. You know, and Eren even admits himself, he doesn't know what it is. He doesn't know if what he plans on doing will make things better or make things worse. He has no idea, but he sees there is something beyond the hell where he is now. And he is determined to push forward in the hope that it's what he is trying to achieve. And that's where Reiner is the same. You know, Reiner doesn't know if wiping out the people of Paradise will make the world better or worse for himself and his situation. But he hopes it will. So he keeps moving forward through the hell because he can see something. There are two people who keep moving forward. But what is it Eren sees? What is he he hopes will be on the other side? Well, for anyone who's watched Attack on Titan, I'm sure you already know this. If if you don't, it's one very simple concept. It's freedom. This man, this this child, all he's ever wanted was freedom. And that sounds so almost innocent. And to be fair, it is. This was a child who spent his whole life in walls, dreaming of the outside world, being oppressed by titans. And he just wanted freedom because, well, this is where we now get onto, I think, one of the most important, if not the most important phrases in Attack on Titan, and probably the second most recognisable after Give Your Heart and Soul to the Cause. Or Shinzo Wu Sasageo. Great opening theme tune, by the way. Anyway... It's because I was born into this world. Eren's mindset is that he is entitled to freedom for no other reason than the fact he was born. And to an extent, he's right. I mean, that's the way I, I look at the world. You know, I feel like everyone is entitled to freedom because they're alive. It doesn't work like that. The world is incredibly flawed, but it's enough about human politics. We're getting back to Attack on Titan, Eren Jaeger, and how incredible his character is. Ever since he was a child, he's wanted more. He's wanted that freedom. He's wanted to be free of the walls. He wanted to explore and see the whole world. That was fueled by his childhood friend Armin, who told him that apparently beyond the walls, there were oceans, which were like giant bodies of water with enough salt that you could never get it all out. There were fe there was like water that flows like fire. There were sandy, icy plains and, you know, all these things that they'd never seen before that just seemed fake to them because they're trapped. And Eren's yearning for freedom is what's pushed him forward through everything. For no other reason than the fact he was born. Eren, and the very 
thing that is made very clear, I think, the more you watch it, is that to Erin, freedom and living are the same thing. It's not just a birthright. It is what living is. He was born, therefore he deserves to be free. While he was trapped within the walls, he wasn't living. He was just... He wasn't alive. Freedom is what will make him alive. He needs it. It burns within him and he will do anything to achieve that. Now, that makes him sound one-dimensional because, yes, while saying that he's a man that will do anything to achieve freedom is true. He will do anything for it. But I think that's that's removing the nuance of it and how incredibly well-written he is. Because, yes, it's true, but it's not to mean he agrees with what he's doing. His morals aren't so corrupt that he thinks he's the good guy. In fact, he knows what he's doing is horrible. He, after living on Mali and seeing, you know, or living amongst all the children, men and women that he plans to kill, he really feels a lot of remorse. He 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 knows they're not bad people. You know, not all Malians are bad, not all Eldians are bad, not you know, in any race, there's not always good and good and evil. But he has to do this at this point. You know, he has no other choice at this point. And that's 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 the incredible nuance. That that need for freedom it, and, and it being the same as life. You know, there's even during the speech when he's having that conversation with Reiner, the bit above where um, Willie Tiber is giving the speech about how all the other nations of the world should rally, rally against the people of Paradise Island, the Eldians on the island, and wipe out those devils once and for all. Willie even says, because obviously there are Eldians in the other parts of the world as well, and they're, they're treated like, like cattle over there. Like in Mali, they have to wear special armbands, they live in ghettos. It's very much reminiscent of Nazi Germany um, and, and the Jewish population. And Eldians are done like that because of their past crimes. Because at one point they were the giant superpower using Titans to oppress everyone else. But after the Great Titan War, the king fled to the islands, taking as many of his subjects with him as he could, and erected the walls around them, renouncing war, leaving them there to die if they had to, as sort of penance for all the past crimes they've done. But the Eldians left in the rest of the world were then subjugated because they were seen as devils because they had the abilities to turn into Titans. Um... But obviously, Marley utilised this by using some of the nine titans, which are the special ones you can transform into, like Eren's attack titan, um, and using them to conquer the rest of the world. Um, so Eldians are just seen as bad in general. But as Willy Tiber says, Willy, who is an Eldian, but an Eldian of high status, because he sort of helped to win the Great Titan War and defeat the Eld um the Eldians at the time, he sort of betrayed them. His family did anyway. Um, he was like, you know, I, I hate the fact I was born Eldian and sometimes I wished I was, you know, I was dead. But I don't wish to die because I was born into this world. And he is that in Eren's eyes sort of light up because that, that, that sinks with him. Eren doesn't, you know, he doesn't want to die. That's and that's a very important phrase. He Erin wants to live. Erin wants freedom. That's what I mean. They are the same thing. So even though there's a few chapters later when he's walking through a street and he sees I think it's a Marlian child getting sort of attacked by some older men and really beaten up, Erin initially thinks, Oh, I need to save him, but then decides to stop and just walk past. Cause in his mind he's thinking, What what am I doing? I'm just gonna end up killing this child at some point anyway. Why do I? But why? Why should I pretend to have some corrupt 
moral justice in my head now. I'm not a hero. And that he knows what he's doing is wrong. And even when I think after he's been imprisoned for some of his actions he's done on like by his colleagues on Paradise, because he's taken things too far, he sort of grabs Hanji by the collars and he's like, look, if there's another way, tell me. Like, can you tell me if there's another way to do this? Because I, I can't see another way for us to survive this. And that's where I get to the fact that by this point, Marley has rallied the rest of the nations of the world saying, look, yep, years ago, the king, he swore off violence, meaning as long as the founding titan was passed through the royal family, the people of Paradise could never fight back. But then Eren's father ended up stealing the founding titan, and now Eren has it, which means he could initiate the rumbling at any point, which is releasing all the colossal titans from within the walls to go and trample the rest of the world, wiping out the rest of life on the planet outside of the walls. Um, and so Willie's now sort of, and Marley are rallying the rest of the world, saying, we need to take down Paradis now. We need to kill them. We need to get rid of them. And this is where Erin's great moral dilemma comes into play. Erin Yeager has a choice to make. And it's it's so hard because he... Because all his life he fought for freedom, no matter who or what stood in his way, he fought for freedom, his own freedom, which he believed he deserved, which in fairness he did. The rest of the world painted him as a villain. For no other reason than the fact that he fought to be free. He didn't want to hurt anyone. He did not want... And at that point, he hadn't. You know, he hadn't killed anyone. He hadn't hurt anyone. You know, he hadn't done any... He hadn't committed any crimes. He just wanted freedom. And he fought against the people trying to oppress him. But because he did that, the rest of the world said that he would use the rumbling to wipe them all out. They forced his hand. He has no choice at this point. The rest of the world believe that he will do this. Therefore, they will try to kill him and everyone and everything he cares about by wiping out Paradis once and for all. So Erin is now stuck with a choice. And I saw this in a YouTube video and it was the best way I saw this put. Erin Yeager has to choose between his life or his soul. And he chose to live. Now that is an impossible choice because Erin has no... He, he's forced into a corner. Once again, he is forced into a cage. Just like he has been his whole life. And he's got to choose between letting Marley and the forces of the rest of the world kill him, all his friends and family, and destroy his home. Well, I say family as if all his family aren't already killed. So, you know, kill all his friends and destroy his home and let that happen. Or wipe out the rest of the world to ensure his and his friends' safety. Now, and the ugh, most intense thing about this is Erin himself admits that either going through with Zeke's plan, which is to euthanize all Eldians, making sure they're not a threat, they can't have babies anymore, and it just ends it peacefully, or letting the rest of the world trample Paradise and kill them all, he admits that that is the easiest and statistically the best option because that is the least amount of death possible just wiping out the population of the island which isn't many at this point after the titan attacks you know just do that and he admits that that is statistically just the best way let, let, let it happen and that's that but whether it's the best option or not 
or statistically the best anyway. That doesn't matter to him because he wants freedom. He was born into this world, so he deserves that freedom. He deserves to live. Because as I say, to Aaron, freedom and living are synonyms. They are the same thing. So to him, he'd already made his choice. He wants to live and therefore he has no choice. Soul or life. He chose his life. He will give up his soul and he will commit mass genocide if he has to, which at this point he's going to. We just need to see how they end the story in the final chapters of the manga. Um, <laughs> he's chosen life. And weirdly enough, his friends are trying to stop him. They think it's the wrong the wrong way to do it. And yeah, it probably is. But he made his choice. He's not a villain. The rest of the world painted him as a villain and gave him no choice. He was so desperate to live that he had no choice. And it's incredible. Honestly, I just... <clears throat> I feel like he's a character who's incredibly misunderstood through everything. He He's not a bad guy. He's not a good guy either, you know. He's not... What he's doing is is morally wrong. Um, and he, But he knows that. It's not like he's, I don't know, Hitler, for example, who believes what he was doing was right. Eren Jaeger knows that what he's doing is wrong, unethical, and he shouldn't do it. But at the same time, he hasn't been given a choice. You can't hate him for it. You And that's the brilliance behind the writing of Attack on Titan in general. No one's the bad guys, no one's the good guys. Are Marley the bad guys for oppressing the subjects on Paradise Island, who, by the way, had their minds wiped. So they didn't even know there was other people outside the walls. They just thought Titans had wiped out humanity and they were the last survivors. <clears throat> so is Marley entitled to do that because of the way the Eldians subjected the world in the past. But then are the Eldians inside the walls who have done nothing wrong, wrong for then trying to find their freedom? You know, it's, and that's, I think, the other brilliance of Attack on Titans, the fact that it's an allegory for war in that in war, nine times out of ten, no side is in the right, no side is necessarily in the wrong. It's all a matter of perspective. And that is Eren Jaeger to a T. It's a matter of perspective. It's a man who, from birth, (coughs) yearned for freedom beyond the walls. Yearned, knew there was more to life. You know, there was a bit, even in season one, actually, where (coughs) he's sort of unconscious in his Titan form and Armin's trying to get through to him. And Armin's like, you know, even (coughs) when you were really young, you know, you wanted to go outside the walls. Why? Why did you want freedom so much and the fire just swelling behind him Arian screams because it's my birthright you know he freedom is what he's always wanted because he was born he is special and he deserves freedom not he particularly special everyone is special because they are born and they are born into freedom <clears throat> or born into the right to have freedom he so thoroughly thoroughly believes this He's not right, he's not wrong, and that is the brilliance of Attack on Titan, the fact that that is the whole show. Marley and Paradis, neither are right, neither are wrong. All the characters make choices, and I'll get to that more in a second, because I think my main analysis of Eren Jaeger is over, Um, and I'm going to talk more about, I think, the allegory for war a bit, and by the look of the time, I'm going to have to go over Commander Irvin, Captain Levi, and some of just the pure action (coughs) in... 
a part two, which will be you have failed some more on Saturday. Um, cause I am running out of time, but for now we are going to mention the sponsor for the week, which as it normally is, but hasn't been for a while because I've been on a very long hiatus is a Schmerp who does brilliant commissions for Kings, uh, Kings eyes dot life. Do go check him out in the store. He does brilliant work. He did the rebranding for sigil. Um, and did the new logo and everything. He he really is brilliant and will get you some good quality work. So if you ever need any sort of media commissions, do go check him out on the website. Um, and I might as well plug my Twitter at this, this point as well. So you can follow the show at you have failed SV on Twitter um, to keep up to date with the show and find out when the new episodes are up, what they're going to be on and just, you know, interact with me if you want to. You can also follow me directly uh, as the host at Vader Saiyan on Twitter because I'm asshole who hasn't tweeted since 2013. Still at Saiyan Vader, but it's fine. I'm not salty. Um, and follow me, you know, keep up with my life. I tweet about all the ra- many fandoms that I'm interested in and love. Um, and also on there, there are the links to uh, my Discord server, which is also on kingseyes.life, actually, um, where you can meet like-minded people, discuss your favourite TV shows, films, video games, give me ideas for new shows, and eventually I'll start, you know, doing games and stuff. I'm thinking of, like, doing a server Among Us game at some point, hopefully. And, you know, I'm getting back uh, chaotic Yu-Gi-Oh! Play games with me and stuff like that, or play other people on the server. At games like that, and, you know, just community interaction, and say the best thing is maybe suggest uh, new topics for me to talk about in the show, or even be on the show yourself is not a bad idea. Uh, but with that out of the way, we'll get back to the episode. And yeah, Attack on Titan, an allegory for war, right? No side is right, no side is wrong. And the moral dilemmas that the characters get put through time after time is so incredible. And now I mentioned it, I'll probably also talk more about Reiner next episode as well, because he is another fantastic character. As I say, he's sort of the opposite to Eren. Um, two sides, same coin. Um, and you do really feel sorry for Reiner. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll mention him next time because um, he is also fantastic. The thing is with Attack on Titan, there's so much to fucking talk about because it's so fucking good. Honestly, I love it. Attack on Titan's fantastic. It's best TV show I've ever watched, 100%. Just just is. So if you go to <laughs> season three, for example, the start of it, where sort of the they're fighting against the the fake royal family and the fake government who are trying to maintain their their power and keep everyone in the dark and stop them from learning the truth of what really happened, yada, yada, yada. The normal political stuff. I say that as if it's not executed. Well, it's executed fantastically, but I'm not going to go into the whole political spectrum of it right now. But it's when the scouts opposed with, you know, they're the only ones sort of fighting for the truth at this point. And they're put in a tough situation where the military police are trying to kill them. They've developed new um, anti-personnel gear, um, on the ODM gear, so instead of having swords, it's now got guns. So, obviously, swords are effective at killing titans, guns aren't. But guns are more effective at killing people, because you can do it from range. Um, and the scouts are basically forced to have to kill fellow soldiers in the military police uh, regiment and unit to survive and save area and save Historia. And uncover the truth of the walls and the king and what's really going on here. Um, and... Yeah, it's it's a bit mental when you first see Captain Levi just... I mean, seeing one of the scouts get shot in the head by Kenny, not that extreme. You've seen many gruesome deaths, but the first time you actually see Captain Levi, who's obviously a hero, who's killed loads of Titans, but Titans are, you know, they're just mindless beasts at this point. You don't really know that they're Eldians 
who have been transformed into titans on Mali as punishment for a crime they've committed. Um, so they've been banished as mindless beasts for the rest of their life and then dumped on Paradise Island to keep the other Eldians inside the walls. It's quite an effective system. Mali has going. But, yeah, so cutting through titans isn't, you know, you don't care. But the first time you see Captain Levi just blatantly fucking... <laughs> he, um, I'm pretty sure the first guy he kills... He he, har- he uses the ODM gear to just harpoon him in the face and then drag him to him. So he, he's basically killed him anyway because he's just put a fucking grappling hook through this guy's eye. And then he uses him as a body shield as the other anti-personnel people start shooting at Levi. So he uses this dead guy to take all the bullets, throws it, and then just goes up and just slashes one of them in the stomach with his uh, blades. And then he just goes on another... Ki- he just goes around killing people. And obviously the other scouts and have to kill or be killed it's and sort of once again the morals are put into place of is this right is this wrong and none of them know if what they're doing is the right course of action especially commander irvin and as i say, I'll talk about him more next next sort of the, the bonus episode but commander irvin is is fantastic because he never knows if what he's doing is the right thing especially in this military coup he's trying to stage to to restore the power where it should be away from a corrupt government, um, which is to Historia, the true heir to the throne, um, as queen of, of the walls. Um, and his his drive is, you know, he even says multiple times, and you know, maybe shouldn't be getting into his character analysis here when I plan on doing more on him and his fantastic speeches, uh, the bonus episode. He um he sort of says, you know. Countless times, he probably should have died. He probably should have lost. But he didn't. And he's taken a gamble. He he doesn't know if removing the corrupt government and telling the people the truth is actually what's best. Is them knowing what's really, trying to, what's really going on for the best? In hindsight, maybe no, because it's led to Erin wanting to commit a genocide. But then, likewise, Paradis would have been wiped out anyway because Marley was ready to launch their final strike and wipe out the Eldians once and for all. So, yeah, but, you know, and the whole moral dilemma of even when there's infighting, are they on the right side? Are they not? I think ultimately they were because they would have been wiped out anyway. And I think Erin at this point um, probably would have gone through with the rumbling. Regard, Well, I don't know if he would have been able to find a way, but I don't know. And that's the brilliance. Even I, as an audience member, don't know who was in the right. Did they make the right decision? I don't really know. That's the brilliance. Even as an audience member, you don't fully know if they've done the right thing. I think removing a corrupt government, yes, was the right thing. But then Erin has obviously taken it his own way. He's seen the rumbling. That's the bit, I don't know if... The bit at the end of season three when he kisses Historia's hand, that bit where he starts freaking out and he sees a flashback... You don't see all of what he sees, and what you don't see is the fact that he sees the rumbling, essentially. He sees what's coming, and uh, yeah, that that's why he changes from that point onwards. He knows from that point when he kisses his story's hand after basically receiving that Medal of Honor, he knows that what he has to do, he's seen the future at that point. Through the Attack Titan, he has seen what he is destined to do, and yeah... So the whole morals of who's right, who's wrong, you know, is is incredible. Because 
whether it's the Marley versus Eldian thing, whether it's just the infighting between the scouts and everything, not the scout, the scouts and you know the military police. Who was right? Who was wrong? And that's the impressive thing Isayama does here. He shows you that in war, no one's right, no one's wrong, no one's the good guys, no one's necessarily the bad guys. Everyone is fighting for their own freedom. Marley is for fighting to save the world from the devils of of Paradise Island. Paradise is fighting for their own survival and freedom because the people currently here have done nothing wrong. Their ancestors did, but they didn't. They didn't know that at the time, obviously. Um, and it's so nuanced and just certain moments that are paid off years down the line. So the Titan that killed Erin's mum, you think nothing of it. It comes back and it, it kills Hannes in front of Erin again. That's another close friend of his or someone, you know, he respected and grew up slightly like a uncle figure almost, I suppose. It's killed by the Smiling Titan. Then it's revealed in season three that the Smiling Titan is actually the first wife of his dad from when his dad lived on Marley. So his dad's old wife, who was turned into a Titan after being caught um, trying to fight for Eldian restoration, trying to, you know, free the Eldians from oppression on Marley, gets turned into a Titan. That's the Titan that then eats Eren's dad, Grisha's next wife, which is Eren's mum. And that is so fucked up. But such a payoff after so long. You're like, you know, what's the smiling Titan? Why does she look different? What's what's going on here? And you find out that she is slightly significant. And obviously, and that's then the mother of Eren's half-brother, Zeke, who is the Beast Titan, who gets his ass handed to him by Captain Levi, because Captain Levi is the most badass guy ever. He's like... It's like Seto Kaiba, if Seto Kaiba didn't play card games, that went around slicing the necks of Titans. Uh, but less of an asshole to other people, but just as badass, because Captain Levi is just the coolest guy around. Um, and doesn't doesn't look as old as he is. He's 34 years old. He doesn't look it. He's I know he's quite short, but he doesn't... You wouldn't, you wouldn't know. So you'd think, like, mid, you know, 20s, maybe, whatever... No, 34, yeah. He's looking good for his age. Very sprightly as well. Fucking Ackerman jeans, but that's because, yeah, the Ackermans are experiments, aren't they? They basically infuse Titan DNA, essentially, into humans whilst keeping them in human form, which gave them sort of superhuman reflexes, speed and strength, which led to Mikasa and Levi, who are both Ackermans, as it turns out, being absolutely fucking killing machines. Um... Yeah, they're great. Also, just the costumes are great. I I immediately I've got one of the uh, scouts regiment survey corps jackets. They look great. The wings of freedom are brilliant. Um, the wings of freedom I think are something we need in real life. You know, a symbol of wanting to know more, learn more. You know, that yearning for freedom. It, it's brilliant. And the wings of freedom I think it's something we need in real life as a symbol to you know always keep fighting always this there's always something more you can achieve you can achieve it you know to learn more to figure out more to learn the truth of the world it's brilliant which brings me to the use of birds um the use of birds in the show are fantastic obviously once again the wings of freedom birds represent freedom and it's very interesting when you look at the bird imagery and certain shots that show you birds flying by and everything um, like the opening shot has birds flying slow-mo before you see the colossal titan and actually weirdly is the first time the um 
armored titan and the attack titan get into a fight what you see is the armor titan makes a charge he actually runs past some birds you go in slow motion and maybe that was just to show how fast he was going but you can also interpret that as you know he's trying to stop freedom at this point he's sort of he's charging past it maybe he's breaking for his own freedom who really knows at this point um it, it's so intense and the bird imagery is fantastic which is why in the fourth opening right when i mean i know obviously season four is quite chilling anyway and i've gone into why so sorry about that spoilers um when in the opening my war you see loads of birds falling from the sky they look like they've been shot out of the sky and they're all dying it's like holy fuck that is a symbol of freedom just crumbling and falling away ah also i must say the change in just quickly before the end the change in tone from the first four openings to the fifth one is insane so you've got obviously um Gurry and I can't I can't think of the names of them, but you've got the first opening, you know, do 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 yay girl you know that one right you got that one then you've got the wings of freedom which I know that one's the next one's called Wings of Freedom. It's do 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 Gloria do 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 obviously I don't speak Japanese. Then you got the third one which is the my favourite one. I know the first one's... Everyone loves the first one, and I do. But I just love Sasage. It's brilliant. Sasage yo, Sasage yo. Shinzo wa Sasage yo. Do, 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 do. It's brilliant. Right? But, sorry, I'm not going to sing all of them. I don't really like the fourth one too much, but that's whatever. Anyway, so... Yeah, you go from, like, all these quite patriotic, but uplifting, and, you know, we're going to take them on, even though the first one's got quite dark meaning, because it's all about being the hunters, going after the prey, and actually, when you listen to the, when you listen to the first opening, and then the third one, so that's, Jaeger, and Sasageo, when you listen to, like, or look at what the lyrics are in English, you realise how much they actually foreshadow what's to come, so the first one, becoming the hunter, you know, this is the moment for war, the crimson arrow, you know, flying, that's the first one. And to Sagio, there are lines like, you know, I'll choke the devil with my own bare hands um, and I'll fight freedom. And it's talking about taking down your enemy. You'll notice it's always very vague. It never specifies titans. And that's in wait for the big reveal that the titans aren't actually the enemies. There are enemies beyond the ocean. And that is where <clears throat> I definitely knew what was going to be happening in season four. So obviously all through season one and two, I, I had feelings. I knew where everyone was going. Then you get to season three end of season three they finally kill all the titans on the island and they're free from that and they go and find the ocean on the outside of the island and everyone's so happy they've never seen this before it's so cool there's just an expanse of water they can't see the end of but then there's erin who says you know but over there there are enemies and he, he says if we kill all our enemies over there will we finally be free and that that line is definitely obviously at this point he's seen the rumbling he knows what he has to do but he's questioning of that realizing that you know he's found the outside world he always wanted to find but he knows that just over the ocean there are people willing to take that freedom away from him again because actually that's another line i forgot to mention earlier there's a line where he actually goes you know if anyone tries to take my freedom away i'll take it away from them I, it's something along those lines and it's basically put over i think someone trying to him killing someone when he was young i think it was when he was saving mikasa from a kid it's sort of put over that scene um and that once again is very telling of how he views life and freedom as the same thing but you know he he knows he won't be free until the people that are trying to take away his freedom are dead 
So once again, when you interchange freedom and life, you know, people are trying to take his life. He can't live until they're dead because they're constantly trying to take it from him. And that's when I knew definitely Aaron was going to go down a genocidal route. And obviously I've, I ended up being correct, which is horrifying. I predicted quite a lot of things as well. I, the female Titan, I um, I worked out who that was. I worked out that from the moment I saw Aaron come out the back of a Titan's neck, um, I knew that that's because that's where the person was in a Titan and that's why the nape was their weakness. Because um, that's where the human would be if they were... A, a titan shifter um i predict quite a few things but yeah erin and his need for freedom and that end of season three was very chilling um but yeah um but yeah the switch i've completely sidetracked myself but then yeah so the shift from those two songs which don't be wrong very patriotic and uplifting and yeah let's go we can do this we can fight off the enemy but then when you actually translate it and you listen to what it says it very much is actually about Marley the whole time and not the Titans, which is very clever writing in the lyrics of that, that you think, oh no, it is the Titans. And you re-listen years later and you're like, like there are English translated versions online. I recommend listening to them because you can obviously hear it to the beat, but still understand what they're being, what's being said. You realize, oh shit, that's clever. Anyway, but my war, the title for the fourth season, which is the one, two, three, four, five, sixth opening. It's so chilling. It's not like saying Nazis with March two. And it really shows the shift in tone from, a clear-cut war to this is very morally ambiguous no one's in the right and shit's about to go down people are going to be killed here um and it's very chilling and very well written but i'm rambling enough i'm definitely doing a bonus episode on this attack on titan my fucking god you have not failed you are the most beautiful well-written show i've ever watched in my entire life and i love you so much you are fantastic and i'm glad i finally decided to watch you um last year uh because i found out the full season was coming out and i'm sort of glad i waited to sort of binge watch it because i could enjoy it all at once um except for the fourth season which yeah now i've read ahead which is why i definitely waited because i would have been reading ahead for years um honestly i love it it's fantastic i would definitely have a bonus episode because i fucking love attack on titan so much um and i will talk about commander Irvin um levi probably reiner um if i don't do it in a bonus episode i might just do it in a regular episode of you have failed it depends when i next get a chance to record i've been very busy despite being in lockdown which is quite weird um but yeah i would definitely follow up on this with either a you have failed some more or just another you have failed because attack on titan is fucking amazing and um the world needs to know that so um thank you all so much for listening and um i'm glad to be back i hope you enjoy the episode and uh speak to you next time